It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On podcast network is your host, Brady Trent. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like the voice just told you, I am Brady Trantham. I've been covering the Thunder since 2014 and since 2018 with 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, everybody, at Brady Does Sports. Go to thefranchiseok.com for all my Thunder coverage, uh, blogs, columns, what have you. It's all up on thefranchiseok.com. It's all for free. And on Monday, I put out my uh, fantasy matchup between the 2018-19 Thunder versus the current 2019-20 Thunder. Had a lot of fun riding it. Got a lot of good traction over the last 24 hours. People seem to like it. So if you didn't know about it just yet, go ahead and check it out. Wanted to get the ball rolling a little bit quickly with this episode because I'll just go ahead and say it. This week's crossover guest none other than Mr. Barry Trammell from the Oklahoman. I thought, who better to have on the podcast the week Russell Westbrook is coming back to Oklahoma City than Barry Trammell? So um, Barry and I had a really great conversation about Russell Westbrook, about the past iterations of the Thunder, uh, the current Thunder, and the Thunder down the road. And it was a little bit of a longer conversation than we had anticipated because uh, we had so much fun. And so I want to get the ball rolling on this podcast, this episode, pretty quickly because I was going to put the first part of that conversation on today, and then I'll put part two tomorrow. So you'll have Barry Trammell today and Barry Barry Trammell tomorrow. So very excited, very thankful that Mr. Barry Trammell decided to jump on the Locked on Thunder podcast with me. He's been so great to me in my career as I have uh, tried to climb the ladder, I guess, even just from things like having conversations with me, including me in conversations whenever we're talking basketball, talking sports. Um, Those are really important to me. And and look, I understand fans' perspective, and I understand a a Thunder fan's uh, opinion on Barry Trammell. I'm I'm fully aware of that. But if if you don't necessarily think that much of Barry Trammell, just at least give this podcast, this episode, and tomorrow's episode a listen. Maybe You might change your tune. Who knows? I would hope so. Barry is a fantastic human being, and I'm very thankful that he jumped on. But really quick before we get to that, let's go ahead and talk about the Thunder's loss last night on the road to the Philadelphia 76ers. 
The Thunder do lose to Philadelphia 120 to 113 in a game where, my goodness, it seemed like Philadelphia just could not miss whatsoever. I mean, even looking at the numbers, at one point, the Sixers led by 14, which is really, eh, I mean, really, it's that it shouldn't be a very comfortable thing for any Thunder opponent. The Thunder seem to always come back when they're down double digits, especially the 14-point mark. For whatever reason, that seems to be the Thunder's lucky number. And they almost did last night. They got it down to within two with about a minute and a half left in the game. And then Philadelphia just... Tobias Harris hits a dagger three, and that was pretty much all she wrote. But, I mean, you look at the numbers. Philadelphia shot 51% from the floor, uh, 50% from the three-point line. And, look, I mean, Oklahoma City had their moments. I mean, they shot 41% from the three-point line. But it just seemed like one of those games where Philly just could not miss, and Oklahoma City had a little bit of trouble finding some rhythm offensively for extended periods of time. And I don't know if I said it on this podcast or on my other podcast I do for the franchise, OKC82, I thought the Thunder were going to lose Saturday night to Cleveland Cavaliers in much of the same fashion that they lost to Philadelphia, where they just, they've won eight of their last nine going into that Cleveland game. They're due for a loss. They're due for kind of a stinker. And I mean, this game, if you want to consider it a stinker, you can, if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, uh, getting outscored by 10 points in the second quarter. I mean, that's, that's going to put you in a hole, of course, but if this is one of the stinkers for Oklahoma City, now they've, they've been blown out twice this year, make no mistake, and even in some wins, they've looked terrible. But if this is kind of your run-of-the-mill, like, we're due for a loss, we're due for a stinker, then you know what? So be it. It's it, Like, the, the Sixers have won, I be, or they've lost only two games, I believe, at home this season. So you, you don't get trophies for almost winning. Like, there's no such thing as a moral victory, but there's 82 of these things. You're going to look good some nights. You're going to look terrible some nights. You're looking for some consistency in the middle. The Thunder are a very good, consistent team. And even after last night, I'm still confident in saying that. Now, tonight they take on the Brooklyn Nets without Danilo Gallinari, who was just listed as out on the game notes with a right calf contusion. So that's that's interesting. No New Orleans Noel as well. Um, the Thunder recalled Justin Patton. The, or yesterday, and he didn't even get any play last night against the Sixers, but um, going to be interesting to see how the Thunder can respond after a little bit of a disappointing loss on the first night of the back-to-back going on the road once again on the second night of the back-to-back against the Brooklyn Nets, who will be without Kyrie Irving, of course. No Kevin Durant, obviously. Um, the Nets are going in the wrong direction. The Thunder seem to be a more consistent team, so you'd think that the consistent team would win, but back-to-backs are tricky. Um, Steven Adams led the Thunder in scoring, and I believe that was probably for the first time this season. He had 24 points and 15 rebounds. Joel Embiid, um, my God, his finger. I wanted to vomit. I wanted to vomit. But Joel Embiid, 18 points, 9 rebounds. This is probably Steven Adams' best game, even though he had that put-back dunk that just skyrocketed into the air, didn't go in. Ugh frustrating but good game for Steven Adams uh Shea Gilles Alexander kind of fell back down to earth after having a run like just a streak of great scoring outputs only 14 points nine rebounds though Chris Paul 18 points eight rebounds and Dennis Schroeder yeah like like Steven Adams led the thunder in scoring and it wasn't Dennis Schroeder 21 points four assists but on top of that with no Nerlens Noel helping out I mean you've got bench output scoring from Mike Muscala with three points Hamadou Diallo with six Darius Baisley with three. With no Nerlens Noel, I mean, the bench just gets cut. 
significantly. I mean, Dennis Schroeder is going to be your primary scorer off the bench. Of course, he's going to give you about 20 points a game, and that's that's great. But Nerlens Noel's ability to get 8, 10, sometimes even 12 points, especially off the chemistry with Dennis Schroeder. I mean, it was very apparent last night, at least in my opinion, no Nerlens Noel was a bad thing for Oklahoma City. And before we get into our conversation with Barry Trammell, I wanted to talk to you guys about Calm. We talk about physical fitness all the time, but there is one other aspect that is just as important, and that's mental health and mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your brain is just like any other muscle, and Calm can help train your brain so you can sleep better and perform at your best. For LeBron, sleeping is a very important part of his physical routine. He goes on to say that getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on NBA, you'll get 40% off of a Calm premium membership. With Calm, you have access to nature scenes, rain hitting the leaves, all those pretty noises that we all like to fall asleep to, and so much more like sleep stories and other meditation techniques. For a limited time, our users can join LeBron James in using Calm at 40% off for an annual membership. Unlock content to help you focus, deal with stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's calm.com, C-A-L-M dot com slash LockedOnNBA. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to the crossover edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, Brady Trantham here, as always. I mean, I don't know who else would be doing this. I'm the guy who runs the show. Um, but everybody should. everybody's excited. I mean, the Thunder last, last night lost to the Philadelphia 76ers. Tonight, when we're recording this, the Thunder will take on the Brooklyn Nets without Kyrie Irving, without Kevin Durant. So who cares about that game, right? Uh, but everybody is getting excited for the return of one Russell Westbrook back to Oklahoma City on Thursday when the Rockets come to town. And it, it took me not even a split second to think, who should I get on this Wednesday? I've had a, I've had a lot of great guests. I've had Royce Young, had Matty Lee. Um, I'll, I guess I'll say Jerry Ramsey um, <laughs> on this podcast so far since I've been running it. But um, it took me a split second to think, who should I get on? And by all means, sir, you can feel free to next question me all you want. <laughs> but, yes, the Oklahomans, Mr. Barry Trammell. I won't do it. I won't do it. Not even I make my living asking people questions. So I tell people, when I talk to civic groups, I tell them, listen, I make my living asking questions, hoping people answer me. So <laughs> anything anybody wants to an- ask, you know, is fair game. Uh, have you ever have you ever like ha- like fantasized about like flipping the script and just saying next answer to somebody? Like ah, 
Next I've one. never thought of the term next answer, but I've but the concept has been has hit my mind about a thousand times, no. a thousand times with Westbrook. Yeah, because uh, he doesn't give good answers anyway. But um, yeah, no, I you know, old Russ started this whole deal years ago, and I've thought many times how to handle it, and I've I think I handled it the right way. Keep it above board. And just stay professional and pretend like nothing's going on. And it ended up being the right move, I think. Yeah, and like it even got to the point last year where, um, I, mean, I, I don't know, there were times where, there, there were just times where that's just Russell. That's just what we have to deal with. Yeah, Russ being Russ. But then it got to a point last year um, during those home games against the uh, Blazers where I'm like, this this isn't just embarrassing. This is a bad look for the organization. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And then Paul got involved, Paul George, after game four. Yeah. I think he just said it to be funny. I don't think he was really – I don't think it was a political statement. Yeah. Um, but that was a bad look because all of a sudden, you know, George has a pretty good reputation around the league and – you know, uh, among the media, among organizations, among everybody. But then all of a sudden it looked like he's hitching his wagon to Westbrook and nobody thought that was a good idea. <laughs> so you're right. It it beca- it went from it went from it went from I think humorous to annoying to at the end, you're right. I think it went to this is this is bad for everybody involved. Yeah, and it really kind of it kind of it just started that little that traction into the offseason because I um, I asked Sam Presti at his exit interview, like, we all know Russell isn't a terrible human being. He's a good guy. He's never been in trouble. But is this the is this the look that you want from the face of your franchise? And Sam just kind of backtracked and said, well, he's, he's done X, Y, and Z. Um, but he did – I think he did say, like, basically, like, yeah, this, this isn't a good look, and I, I am – agreeing with that because I think what Sam exactly said do I agree with everything Russell Westbrook does or says of course not it seems pretty clear to me that between game four and game five somebody and I don't know if that's Presty probably not I don't know if that's his agent maybe I don't know if that was Nina Westbrook probably somebody got to Russ and said this has gone off the tracks yeah this is and you know in game five it ended there were no more now. Mercifully, he didn't. I mean, I mean, he didn't. He didn't say next question after game five. He said, "Not sure" or something. Yeah, but he clearly else. retreated. Yeah, and he. I mean, he didn't. He didn't declare defeat, but he clearly, he 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 clearly retreated. Didn't give me a good answer or anybody else. But I think he sort of. That was an acknowledgement today. This my strategy has. Has uh, has has lost this day, so I better I, I better do something else. Yeah, and it it kind of goes like, I have this image in my head, and I believe it was between game three and game four. Um, now this is an incredible hot take, and if Sam Presti is actually having like serious conversations about serious topics, like hey, Russell Westbrook needs to calm down in post games, he's going to have this in an office where nobody can see. But he was talking to Nina Westbrook right near, um, like, in between the media room in the in Chesapeake Energy Arena and the media dining room, and they were talking for about ten minutes. And it was it was animated. It wasn't animated in the sense that Sam was yelling at her, she was yelling back at him. But it was they weren't just kind of shoot shooting the shit. They were engaged in something. Yeah, and I just remember thinking, like, is he like legitimately saying, "Hey, will you please get him to calm down?" <laughs> well, it could be. I mean it. 
It's possible. I think so, clearly somebody did. Because here's the deal. You know, people say, how'd you react or how'd you, how'd you deal with it? I can't even get upset about it. Um, just on a professional level, he made me famous in NBA circles. I mean, people around Oklahoma have always known me, but people in Portland or Utah or New York, wherever, they didn't know who I was. And all of a sudden, I became sort of a thing in the NBA playoffs. And um, Yeah, I think even Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts would call me by name and laugh and all kinds of stuff. And that's – you know, I went and saw Terry in November. I think it was November when they – when the Blazers came through town, we had a good chat, just the two of us. That's the kind, that's the kind of uh, <coughs> profile I can't buy. Can't go to the store and say, hey, give me a bigger profile with NBA coaches. Yeah. You can't do that. Russell Westbrook provided a stage for, you know, people all over the league to sort of know me and think I, I don't know, I'm not saying they love me or even like me, but I think they respect me just because they saw the way that everyone, including me, handled that. Yeah. So I th- in some ways, I got to thank Russ for that. Yeah, and I've, I've kind of been curious from your standpoint, Barry, because like, has have, have anybody from Houston that have covered the Rockets for X amount of years have they reached out to you and gone, "Wow, this is kind of difficult to deal with"? No, they haven't. I'm interested in how that's going. Do have you heard? Any, I've not really heard any feedback on on the on the on the media Russ relationship in Houston. No, have you heard much about no, it? No, um, a couple of like Houston bloggers um, have mentioned like on Twitter openly, like um, the locker room is, it takes a lot longer. Yeah. You know, it's something that we're, not, we're, we're very familiar with and something yes. that we, I've talked about on this podcast before, like, yeah. no, it takes about 20 to 25 minutes on a normal night to get into the locker room. It takes about 15 minutes to talk to everybody and then we're gone. Yeah. You know, so, um, but again, now I will say this Westbrook hit a home run, his, his uh, introductory press conference, you know, he was charming down there and the, uh, I was on with. He's the, a very charming person. He can be. Yeah. He can be. I was down. Uh, was one of the TV guys in Houston used to work in Tulsa, so I've known him for 25 years. He had me on. Uh, he did a little segment um, talking about the the media relations, but he was telling me, "Hey, oh, Russ was great." And you know, Russ is good in the off season, like when we'd seen, or even really media day, he can be pretty good. You yeah, know, he, before he, the season starts, he smiles, he laughs, he talks about like committing to defense. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> but when it's you know when the games start, he's a little different. So I'd be interested in knowing how it's going in Houston. Yeah, I mean, no question. And now, Thunder fans that are listening to this podcast, like, don't worry. Like, this has been – this concludes the the bitter media not, like, being thankful that they don't have to cover Russell Westbrook on a day-to-day basis. Don't worry. Like, I, Russell Westbrook is a fantastic player. Barry thinks Russell Westbrook's a fantastic player. And he even wrote a really good story in the Oklahoman back on Sunday or Monday. I can't remember. I, I don't even know what day it is. Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Sunday, yeah. And you put something in there that really stuck out to me, and it was something along the lines of you can – you can find like X amount of basketball players, you know, 30 miles from Chesapeake Energy Arena, but you'll never like no matter where you go on earth, you'll never see a guy like Russell Westbrook. And it's it's so true. And I knew that like this is obviously the first team that I've covered in person. But I knew like even in the short term, like in the present, like this is something that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, that this is the first superstar that I got to cover on a day to day basis. Well, he's, you know, we called him the greatest showman. And that's what it's. It's like going to the circus is what it was. You know, there, there are there – are, you're going to see things you don't see anywhere else. You're going to see him do things nobody else does. Now, some of them are not necessarily conducive to winning basketball, but a lot of them are, and some of the things he does 
He does everything with flair. He does everything with fury. He does everything with fire. And, you know, you can't take your eyes off of him. That's why I say, you know, you mentioned everybody's excited about the Thunder, and that's true. But everybody's saying, oh, I like this team a lot more than the others. And, you, okay, I'll go with you there. This is a, this team's a lot more fun to watch. Can't go there with you. Nobody really believes that. <laughs> Nobody really believes that this team, as fun as they are, as as uh, admirable as they are, as fundamental as they are, nobody really believes this team is more fun to watch than Russell Westbrook. Because you're literally, whether you're going to the arena or you're flipping on Fox Sports Oklahoma, you're literally going to the circus when you watch Russell Westbrook play basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah, I mean, if, if you have like this super old school mentality of like, all I care about is team sports. And I actually just talked on 107.7 The Franchise about this very topic. Um, basketball is still a team sport, even in the NBA. And I think we get caught up in you have to have superstars. And that's true. You have to have a superstar or two to really contend for an NBA championship. And that's the true difference between this Thunder team that doesn't have a superstar. They might have one growing in Shea Gillis-Alexander. We don't know that for sure yet. Um, and last year's team that had two legitimate superstars and one MVP candidate and Paul George. So, like, I get it. I think what people are trying to say when, they're, when they say, like, this is a more fun team is this team gives me less anxiety as I That's watch right. them on, from a night-to-night <laughs> My basis. My blood pressure yeah. is uh, closer to normal. Even though, like, yeah. all these Thunder games this season have been clutch games. Like, it's come down to the final possessions of the game where you would think that your blood pressure would be high, but no, you don't have, like, right. somebody chucking up a 30-footer. Right. You don't get upset, you know. They don't. The, this team doesn't upset you as much. Even in the Durant days, the Thunder was a little bit of a roller coaster. They weren't real... Yeah, I mean, consistent like, in in quality of of play, and d- they don't do dumb stuff. Here, here's a perfect example. Just think about the number of bad shots this team takes. They don't take that many bad shots. Stephen Adams never takes one. Chris Paul never takes one. And even if he does, like you, you go, like I'm going to give him the benefit of the yeah, doubt there. <laughs> but Schroeder will take one every once in a while. Gallinari every once in a while, but. This team, maybe one a quarter for this team. Russ would take three bad shots in, in 60 seconds. Uh, you know, he'd make one of them, and then he'd do something else crazy, and, and you'd Thunder would have a two-point lead. But just, just thinking of that one topic, bad shots, this team is so much – you know, you said the word uh, – I think you used the word anxiety. This, uh, this team is, is low anxiety compared to what we're used to, and I think that's what people are really – mean when they say this team's more fun yeah and again make no mistake the thunder had a better chance to win a championship last year even though you know before the paul george trade i don't know about you barry but um you know we had been talking about it on the franchise thunder insider show every saturday um john ham jerry ramsey madison morrison before I, enjoy, that, I enjoy that saturday show well, by the way well thank you very much um but you know we had been talking about it before the paul george trade went down of like yes going into next season um, if they make a move or two, this is still one of the more talented rosters. And then we would go off air and say, yeah, but we know how this movie's going to end. Like, it's just, you said not conducive to winning basketball for Russell Westbrook. And, it, you know, to me, it, it was more, less 
less about the bad shots and more about the I'm going to pick one person on that on the opposing team and make it about him and me. Last year it was him versus Dame. The year before it was him versus yep. Ricky freaking Rubio. Yeah, there was a lot of that going and, on. And to me that that's that's what you lose when when you don't have Russell Westbrook anymore. That's what you lose. It's no longer I'm going to pick a fight with somebody on the other in, uh, other end of the floor. It adds to that anxiety and it adds to that's not conducive to winning basketball. So even though the Thunder team before Paul George and Russell Westbrook were traded vastly more talented, you knew how it was going to end. And it, for whatever reason, it just didn't work uh, at a high level. They were good. If Andre, you know, when Andre Robertson goes down January, you know, almost two years ago, yeah, uh, twenty-four months ago, they were playing really, really well. Um, last year they had their moments, but the truth is, the Thunder, uh, the Thunder without Durant and without Paul George, the Thunder won forty-six games, forty-seven. Yeah, they won forty-seven in Russ's MVP year. The next year, they got Paul George for crying out loud. They win 48 games. And Carmelo Anthony, who we didn't know was exactly washed at the That's time. That's right. <laughs> the year after, which was last season, they win 49 games. So the difference between 47 and 49 wins is nothing. Yeah. That's one opposing team resting their starters. That's throwing away the last game of the season. It's nothing. This team we got right now. Hell, if they keep the roster intact, they can win around 45 games. They're, no they're on pace for 45.5. Yeah. So, I mean, they could end up. With basically about the same record as when they had Westbrook and George, and it it just shows you that there are different ways to win. Yep. And while Westbrook gave Oklahoma a fantastic eleven years of nothing but excitement, losing Westbrook did not mean the end of winning basketball. And once again, thank you to Barry Trammell for jumping on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And tune in tomorrow for part two of our conversation about the Oklahoma City Thunder, where we dive in a little bit more specifically on guys like Hamadou Diallo, Darius Baisley, Stephen Adams, a little bit more of an in-depth conversation about this current Oklahoma City Thunder team and even some stuff moving forward uh, as we prognosticate, like, hey, where, where could Chris Paul end up? Who knows? When will it happen? Where will it happen? I don't know, but let's just talk about it. But uh, yeah, once again, thank you for Barry Trammell for jumping on. And everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I really, really appreciate it. Please feel free to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. We need some more. I need some more, if you don't mind. And also, the Thunder, once again, are in action tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. No Danilo Gallinari. No Nerlens Noel. So we'll see if the Thunder can rebound after a disappointing loss to the Philadelphia 76ers Monday night. We will find out. Everybody, have a good rest of your Tuesday. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, 
everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 